Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Will keep kids safe. In Leesburg, I'm Dick Yoliano. It could soon be illegal to turn right on red in D.C. Get ready. In just days, you'll soon see Silver Line Metro trains running between Reston and Ashburn. I'm Mike Marilla. Congressional legislation that would make major changes in how D.C. deals with issues like crime and spending. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Tom Foti in Washington, and there are major developments at this hour in Russia's war in Ukraine. Russia's president, Putin, has been speaking to his country, announcing what he calls a partial mobilization of his military, which has suffered embarrassing setbacks in recent weeks. Correspondent Deborah Pata has been talking to people in a region just retaken from Russia with apparent evidence of torture and other war crimes. Factory worker Artem Larchenko says he was electrocuted repeatedly because his brother is in the military. If I didn't answer the way they wanted, he told us, they'd turn up the voltage so that the electric shock is stronger. But in what could be a major escalation of the seven-month-old war, the separatist leaders of four Russian-controlled areas of Ukraine say they're planning to hold referendums this week for those territories to become part of Russia. All this to be a major topic for President Biden when he addresses the U.N. General Assembly later today in New York. Aides say the president will accuse a permanent member of the Security Council of striking at the very heart of the U.N. Charter by challenging the principle of territorial integrity and sovereignty. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says Mr. Biden will rebuke Russia for invading Ukraine. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Now the aftermath of Hurricane Fiona, more devastation in Puerto Rico, much of which is again in the dark, just as it was five years ago after another storm. CBS's David Begno is there. In Salinas, we caught up with Puerto Rico's Governor Pedro Pierluisi, who predicted that the power is going to be on soon. A substantial majority of the customers will get their power back by the end of the day tomorrow. Really? Yeah, but I'm not talking 100% at all. Near where the governor surveyed damage, one farmer in Salinas called this the worst catastrophe in 20 years. There has been an explosion at a BP refinery near Toledo, Ohio. Huge flames and black smoke coming from this area. The burn-off lighting up the sky for hours. At least two people, we've learned, have been taken to a local hospital. Family members tell us the BP workers were badly burned. We don't know what caused the incident, but we do know there was a very large response from firefighters from Northwest Ohio. WTOL-TV's Melissa Andrews, 47 people. People are charged by the federal government in an alleged fraud scheme to skim a quarter of a billion dollars from pandemic relief money in Minnesota. The scheme began in early 2020 with a food program known as Feeding Our Future. It allegedly funneled tens of millions in federal dollars to people running fraudulent food sites or nutrition programs. That is CBS News correspondent Jeff Pegues, and this is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. The world's most advanced fighter engine is powering up for tomorrow's missions. Using proven technology, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 Enhanced Engine Package meets the needs of all F-35 operators while saving the taxpayer $40 billion in life cycle costs. Considering an extra engine for the F-35 is extra wasteful and extra risky, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 
F-135EEP is the smart decision. Learn more at prattwhitney.com slash F-135EEP. That's prattwhitney.com slash F-135EEP. The average home sells for over the asking price, and with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one. Orchard can make you a guaranteed cash offer for your home. Next, Orchard handles the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Win number two. Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home, when it sells for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. Get a no-cost, no-obligation offer at Orchard.com. Orchard.com. WTOP at 304. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, September 21st, 2022. Sunny and nice today. The high of 85 before we're done. 70 you're waking up to in our nation's capital right now. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to the middle of your week. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. I'm Dean Lane. Among the top stories we're following for you locally, while school systems review Virginia's new guidelines on transgender students, Governor Glenn Youngkin is this week defending the proposed rules which came out last week, making it clear he says that he expects them to be carried out. The governor's critics calling them discriminatory and cruel. The governor paid a call at Loudoun's election office to highlight election integrity. Asked about the new education model policies, which would require parents' permission to change kids' names and genders at school, the governor reminded local school boards they're to adopt policies consistent with the guidelines. It's the law, and so I don't really have a lot of patience for folks that see a law and don't comply with it. Told that some transgender students and parents have expressed fear over the guidelines that they could spark bullying, the governor said the policy has safeguards. The word bullying shows up in this in this draft guidelines 36 times. In Leesburg, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Following up now here at WTOP locally on that big fight in Montgomery County during a Friday night football game last week, Montgomery County Public Schools Superintendent and other school leaders are apparently now planning to discuss updated sporting event security measures today, this Wednesday, September 21st, in response to that brawl between the Gaithersburg and Northwest High School football teams. Both programs have been suspended. Gaithersburg police telling WTOP this week that one adult uh, and one, four juveniles and one adult were charged in connection with the fights that took place off the field. Fox 5 reporting a new charge was filed against the coach for Northwest High. Maryland electronic court records show this morning coach Travis Hawkins has been accused of assault. And the same court record indicates the person who made that complaint was William Gant, the athletic director for Gaithersburg High. There's been no comment. WTOP at 3.06 on your Wednesday morning. The transportation issues now. You'll soon see metro trains going back and forth between Reston and Ashburn along phase two of that silver line. The trains will be stopping at several new stations, we're told, but don't get too excited, not just yet. They will not be picking you up or dropping you off anytime soon. No, you can't take the train to Dulles International Airport, but it is an important step. Metro between October the 3rd and the 17th will run simulated service along the new stretch of the Silver Line. They need to do it and a bunch of other things to train staff and receive safety certification from the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission. The commission CEO David Mayer. We are prepared to provide our concurrence once Metro Rail and the airport's authority demonstrate that they have completed all safety requirements. This Thursday, Metro's board will vote on whether to give Metro's general manager the ability to accept 
accept the new phase into the system for passenger service when all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. The goal is setting a start date for service sometime this fall. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 3.07 Wednesday morning. New this morning, D.C. is moving toward making it illegal to turn right on red at most intersections in the district. The goal to protect cyclists and pedestrians. The D.C. Council voted unanimously late in the afternoon yesterday to make it a traffic violation to go right on red. This is a preliminary vote. If it passes a final vote, the law would take effect in 2025. It's 307. Traffic and weather coming right up on WTOP. The invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis 24 7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Success is picking up extra shifts, but now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door, but now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone. And for more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has been helping working adults like you succeed again. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs with online and hybrid courses. Our MBA and most graduate cyber courses start October 5th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Good Wednesday morning, September 21st. Welcome into WTOP. Slower clogged drains. Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Carlos Ramirez is in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. In the district, if you're headed along Benning Road, trying to head inbound, watch out for this. Police activity has all lanes blocked on the inbound side of Benning Road. You're going to have to follow police direction to head past that point. As of now, you may need to opt for either East Capitol Street or Pennsylvania Avenue might be a better option there. Even New York Avenue might be an option. In Virginia, the eastbound side of 66 looks like we're dealing with an accident scene just as you make your approach towards Sycamore Street. Unclear how many lanes are affected, but it's pretty slow, so my, I guess it's just at least one lane blocked. If you're headed westbound on 66, the ramp that'll take you onto the Dulles Access Road has a work crew blocking that left lane of the ramp, so it's going to be a little crowded headed on there. Westbound, as you continue past Route 7, single lane gets you by there. Eastbound, same story. You got a single lane getting by between 29 in Gainesville and 234 at Centerville. As you head past 28, also a single lane. And finally, between Nutley Street and the Beltway, guess what? Just one right lane getting by that work zone as well. 395, the southbound ramp towards the outer loop of the Beltway, currently partially blocked. Left lane blocked with the mobile work crew. Do watch out for them as well. In Maryland, the inner loop of the Beltway after 355, uh, looks like they still have two right lanes blocked for the work zone there. No delays because of it. You got at least two lanes on the left getting by, and that's more than enough. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Talk about a change making its way on through. Summer, the last day of it, is on our Wednesday. Fall begins Thursday night. High temperature on your Wednesday, 87. On Thursday, we'll see highs in the upper 70s to low 80s with a chance of a shower or storm. But fall really here on Friday. Highs only in the 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 69 degrees in Hyattsville. You're waking up to 59 in Fredericksburg, Virginia, 67. Eastern Maryland, we are... Down to 66 now in our nation's capital. Wednesday morning, September 21st, 3 a.m. hour. This latest check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. WTOP at 311. Good morning. Imagine a world where people with disabilities are fully included. At Melwood, we're working each day to make this vision a reality. As a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities, our trainings and programs empower people with disabilities to live, work, play, and thrive in the greater Washington, D.C. area. 
Since 1963, we've led the way, breaking down barriers and challenging stereotypes. From job trainings to summer camps to advocacy for inclusive disability policy, Melwood is fighting for change right here in the DMV. Whether you're interested in creating a more inclusive culture in your own workplace, looking for career exploration programming, or interested in applying for a job yourself, we can help at every step of the way. To learn more about Melwood's mission, services, and programs, visit melwood.org. That's M-E-L-W-O-O-D.org. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. listening to WTOP News. That obviously wasn't the right button. WTOP at 312. Good morning. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. As the week began, Britain and the world said farewell to Queen Elizabeth II with pomp and pageantry. Crowds massed in the streets of London and at Windsor Castle to honor a monarch whose 70-year reign defined an era. The first state funeral since Winston Churchill's drew world leaders and other royalty. Before the service, a bell tolled 96 times for each year of Elizabeth's life. Royal Navy sailors pulled a gun carriage carrying her flag-draped coffin to Westminster Abbey this week before pallbearers carried it inside. Atop the coffin was a handwritten note from King Charles III. After a committal service at a chapel in Windsor Castle, the coffin was lowered into the royal vault. This morning, CBS News anchors Tanya Rivero and Errol Barnett ask CBS News correspondent Mark Phillips in London what happens to the monarchy now that Queen Elizabeth has been formally laid to rest. Commonwealth history has now been conflated with Britain's colonial period, which of course went on very successfully for Britain for centuries, partly as a result of the reawakening of anti-slavery thoughts with respect to that period, partly because it'll be Charles and not Elizabeth, and a time for change seems to arrive, partly because there have already been anti-monarchist and leave the Commonwealth movements afoot, particularly in countries in the Caribbean. I think we'll see a shrinking of the number of countries in the monarch, or at least a shrinking of the role of the British monarch who serves, had served under Elizabeth as the head of state. She's on the money in places like New Zealand and Canada and Australia and throughout the Caribbean and throughout the Commonwealth. I think we'll see continuing kind of diminishment of, uh, of the role of the British monarchy in these other uh, places. And there'll be, of course, a, an effort to preserve what Britain sees as one major element of his exercise of soft power, which is the existence of the Commonwealth itself. Its uh, continued existence, I think, now is much less certain than it was while she was alive. Yeah, the issue of the Commonwealth is an interesting one because, of course, it is controversial, right? The yeah. history of colonialism. And exactly. like you said, the Queen was a popular figure but who was able to hold it together. But one wonders whether those forces won't sort of, you know, cause it to, uh, to separate at this point. I think there'll be a bump mm -hmm. in popularity uh, for King Charles III. There always is. And there's, there's a certain magic royal fairy dust that settles uh, on monarchs in this country uh, and so
some of it will settle on him. How, how long it sits there for will depend on, on how he behaves. But there, there is, there's such residual sympathy for her, the, the whole questions of his sons, of course. He's been viewed very much as a, as a caretaker king. He's in his mid-70s already, although members of this family do tend to go on. But there's William in the wings. William's a much more popular figure locally than he is. What has seemed so rigid and convenient and straightforward doesn't quite so much anymore. And remember, the coronation won't happen for another eight months or even longer than that. I think we're into a period where things will not quite be as settled as they have been. CBS News correspondent Mark Phillips in London on the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. WTOP Sports Time, 315. Rob's turn this morning. The Nationals and Orioles lost by the same score, but we view the results quite differently. The Nats fell in Atlanta 3-2, clinching the Braves a playoff spot, but the Nats never let the game get away despite losing Patrick Corbin to back spasms just 12 pitches into his start. Enter Erasmo Ramirez, who valiantly pitched a solid three innings of relief for Dave Martinez. He's been good. He's been good in all situations all year long. He really has. I mean, he has a, he had an unbelievable year so far. So obviously we'll have to give him a couple of days off. The day off does help. So hopefully uh, Paulo could give us four or five innings tomorrow, and then we'll see where we're at. As in Paolo Espino, the starter for the 12-20 series finale. Meanwhile, in Baltimore, the Orioles' 3-2 loss to the Tigers has the O's on the brink of being swept on their own field by the fourth-worst team in baseball, outscored in the first two games, by a combined score of 14-2 and fading in the American League wildcard race with only 15 games to go in the regular season. Aaron Judge became the fifth player in Major League history to reach 60 home runs and sits one shy of fellow Yankee great Roger Maris's American League record. This on a night when baseball mourns the loss of Maury Wills, one of the greatest athletes to come out of D.C., a seven-time MLB All-Star, a three-time World Series champion with the Dodgers, and the first major leaguer to steal 100 bases in an unbelievable 1962 season in which he won MVP of the All-Star game played in his native D.C. before taking home National League MVP and one of his two career gold gloves. Maury Wills, one of the most feared men on a major league base path, was 89. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 317 Wednesday morning on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following on TOP, this 3 a.m. hour for you. The senior federal judge appointed to review material seized by the FBI from Donald Trump's Florida estate, sharply questioning the Trump attorneys this week on Tuesday. Judge Raymond Deary repeatedly pressed the lawyers for refusing to back up the claim that the former president declassified a highly sensitive documents found in Mar-a-Lago. Russia struggling to beat Ukraine on the battlefield, so now it's trying to do it at the ballot box. Russian-controlled regions of eastern and southern Ukraine announcing plans this week to start voting this week to become part of Russia. And Ukraine is expected to be President Joe Biden's primary focus in New York this week, where he is right now attending high-level talks and delivering an address at the United Nations today. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Wednesday morning, midweek, September 21st at 3.18 in the morning on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, Carlos Ramirez is with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. If you're headed northbound on I-95 coming out of Fredericksburg, the work zone is just as you make your way past the exit for 17 in Falmouth. That's exit 133. The left lane is currently blocked. I'm not seeing any delays because of it, but as more vehicles come onto the roadway, we may see a little bit of a break, uh, a few brake lights through there. As you continue northbound past the Quantico exit, you'll find the left lane blocked uh, near 148. 
No delays there either. If you're headed on 395, uh, the right lane is blocked as you head past Duke Street. Southbound 395, the ramp that takes you onto the outer loop of the Beltway has the left lane blocked with the work crew. Seems to be a mobile work crew, so be careful with them. Stay to the right on that ramp. Inner loop of the Beltway, as you head on to 66 westbound, the ramp to 66 westbound has the left lane blocked as well. Continuing on the inner loop of the Beltway, northbound 495 from after the Dulles Toll Road, up towards the American Legion Bridge, you'll find two left lanes blocked there with the cones. Stay to the far right. Again, all these work zones, almost no delays right now. 66 on the eastbound side multiple work zones it's been a pattern all week long they also were dealing with the uh, traffic being stopped a few times tonight but haven't seen them do it in a little bit however i will keep an eye for now the eastbound side is 66 between 29 and 234 right hand side blocked you have a single left lane getting by and of course the ramps from 29 on to 66 are closed once again and it looks like uh, you cannot access 234 the prince william parkway from 66 right now if you're headed westbound looks like uh, the ramp from westbound 66 onto 29 in centerville is closed as well southbound 28. The ramp to westbound 66 is closed. You're going to have to find an alternate route there. Eastbound between Nutley Street and the Beltway. Got a single right lane getting by. And it looks like the ramp from westbound 66 onto the Dulles Access Road also has the left side blocked. Hurry to Ashley 9 a.m. this Saturday for their biggest discount. Save 30% off your furniture purchase or get 72 months special no interest financing this Saturday at Ashley. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking one more summer-like day out there, going for a high of 87 degrees out on your Wednesday. On Thursday, we've got a cold front that'll move through. Highs in the upper 70s to low 80s. Chance of a shower or thunderstorm during the day. Uh, behind that cold front, much cooler weather. Friday, high temperatures only in the mid to upper 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. We're at 59 in Ruston, 69 in Bethesda, 59 as well in Woodbridge. We're at 66 degrees in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Good morning. Welcome in 321 on WTOP. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association at this Hi, station. I'm Rich McKenzie, owner of Metropolitan Bath & Tile, with some important facts about bathroom remodeling. Did you know that the cost of bathroom remodeling breaks down to be about 30% for materials and 70% for labor? Assuming that materials are equal, the labor costs can vary greatly depending upon the skill level and experience of the subcontractors. At Metropolitan, we never use subcontractors. All work is done by our own highly trained full-time employees. All of our installers were trained by Metropolitan and average over 19 years of experience. At Metropolitan, there's only one way to build a bathroom, and that's the right way. Doing the job right the first time is always less expensive than doing it over again. So if you want to do it right the first time, call us at 1-800-NEW-BATH. That's 1-800-NEW-BATH. Or visit us at MetroBath.com. That's MetroBath.com. Bathroom remodeling. It's what we do. It's all we do. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. It's 322 on WTOP. Good morning. Welcome in. 
latest in the war now. Russia scrambling to hold voter referendums in eastern Ukraine, we hear. The objective here is apparently to stop Ukraine from taking back territory Russia's military has seized by officially annexing it. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green has more. Pro-Russian officials in occupied territories of Ukraine say they will hold referendums on formally joining Russia in just a few days. But U.N. Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg talking to Bloomberg said that won't matter. So such uh, sham uh, votes, uh, referendums, uh, do not have any legitimacy and therefore they don't change the nature of the conflict. Russia's aim is to try to permanently convert these Ukrainian territories into Russian territories because... They seem to realize they're no match for the Ukrainian military, and they're going to lose that territory and perhaps as well some of the swagger that they've had so far during this war. JJ, uh, one of Russia's big problems is getting people to fight in this war, and you've reported that they've tried all kinds of tactics, letting prisoners out to fight using private armies. But now they've come up with something new. What have you learned there? Now they're taking their recruitment effort to the world. The city of Moscow is opening up a military recruitment center for foreign citizens. They made that announcement as Russian forces continue to suffer setbacks seven months into this invasion in Ukraine. And the mayor said that essentially they're going to open up this center in Sakharovo. And it's going to be a full-fledged infrastructure that they're setting up there. And he said that essentially they're trying to sign these contracts as quickly as possible for people to come there to fight. But anybody that's paying attention to what happens to foreigners when they go to, to Russia, especially people from the West, I'm not very sure they'll get a lot of people from the West. They may get some from some other places, but those folks are smart too. And they recognize Russia's losing this war. A lot of Russian troops are dying. It's not clear this will work at all. For the latest on the war between Ukraine and Russia, that's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Hillary and Sean. You're listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. All right, the time now is 325, Wednesday morning, September 21st. Welcome in. Money News, each half hour at 25 and 55, a preview of your business day this Wednesday on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. It's all about the Fed today as Wall Street awaits the central bank's interest rate decision. Expectations call for another three-quarters percent increase, the third in a row, as the Fed looks to put the brakes on inflation. Interest rate jitters sent the market lower yesterday, with all of the major averages falling about 1%. What's on your breakfast table? Whether it's cereal, yogurt, or pastries, chances are General Mills had something to do with it. The company, whose brands include Cheerios, Chex, YoPlay, and Pillsbury, reports quarterly results this morning. It's expected to report sales growth of about 9% versus last year, thanks to price increases put in place by the company. Add Home Depot to the list of retailers where workers are looking to unionize. Hundreds of workers at a Home Depot store in Philadelphia have filed a petition. No comment yet from the company. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Hi, I'm Rich McKenzie, owner of Metropolitan Bath & Tile. Let me ask you a question. Would you repair your car if you could get a new one for about the same price? Of course not. You'd get a new one. So it doesn't make any sense to cover over your old porcelain bathtub and ceramic tile walls with plastic when Metropolitan can install a brand new porcelain on steel bathtub with new ceramic tile walls for around the same price. And the whole job can be completed in just two to three days with no muss, no fuss, and no mess. 
So show us the price you get from that plastic cover over guy. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.